This is going to be Snap Aim Podcast episode five, I believe, and it's a Christmas edition. So I'm wearing my Christmas sweater <laughs> for those who are on video. Uh, and I am doing an AMA session because there wasn't a whole lot of news this week. As y'all know, there was not a whole lot. So we're gonna do an Ask Me Anything segment. Taking questions from the chat. So we got one from Arkham. First AMA question is, is water wet? Yes. Scientifically, I know there's like a different answer, but I will say yes. <laughs> um, I did want to actually report on one thing that I did see though. Uh, let me get my notes up real quick. So <laughs> Halo actually 343 banned a custom map that had weed paraphernalia images on it. And it's really funny because this is a game that has so much gore in it and so much action, but oh no. These things put in together to look like a bong. No, 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 none of that. It was very strange. <laughs> so that was one thing that I want to talk about. It, it was very weird. Like you got a game that's, that's, you know, rated for older kids, like, it's fine. Most of the people playing are stoners anyways. Like, I get that you don't want to influence kids, but like, they literally took, hold on, let me see if I can find the picture for y'all. I, <laughs> I think it was a video. Um, <laughs> it's, it's so stupid. It is the smallest thing. All right, let me, let me show y'all this. So this is the room, right? Look at this. This is the, <laughs> it's like a tea kettle and it's a tea kettle and a flamethrower. And that's, that's the one piece in this entire room. They made this in Forge, by the way, which by I absolutely love seeing all these creations in Forge. It's amazing. Seeing all the Forge creations are so cool. But like, look at this room. It looks amazing. Look, there's a pizza. Okay, and, and there is a little bit of a... There is that. But like... It's like spinach on the tray table. It's got a blunt. But it's like spinach. I mean, because they don't have actual weed in the game. So they just did whatever they could. And it's really funny. Like, it, it shows three things, three items related to weed. And this got banned. If you don't believe me, look right here. You have been suspended from Forge and from creating, editing, and publishing your creations for sharing inappropriate user-generated content. At least it tells you when your suspension is up. Is wild. Uh, Halo Infinite's rating is. Let's take a look here. It is an M rating for violence, online interactivity, and in game purchases, as well as 
moderate violence and mild bad language. Actually, I'm curious, what is high on life's rating? Uh, it is rated M as well. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the ratings, right? So there's rated E. For everyone, content is generally suitable for all ages, may contain minimal cartoon fantasy or mild violence and or infrequent use of mild language. Then there's everyone 10 plus, which I've never seen this one. Content is generally suitable for ages 10 and up, may contain more cartoon, fantasy or mild violence, mild language and or minimal suggestive themes. Then there's T for teen. Content is generally suitable for ages 13 and up, may include violence, suggestive themes, crude humor, minimal blood, stimulated gambling, and or infrequent use of strong language. Then there's M, which is 17 plus, yeah. Content is generally suitable for ages 17 and up, may contain intense violence, blood and gore, sexual content, and or strong language. Then I didn't actually know this rating existed. Uh, a, which is adults only 18 plus. Uh, only suitable for content for adults ages 18 and up may include prolonged scenes of intense violence, gambling with real currency or graphic sexual content. AO, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there's RP, which is rating pending. Uh, appears only in advertising, marketing, and promotional materials related to physical video game that is expected to carry an ESRB rating. So we've seen those before. Uh, there's also RP likely mature 17 plus, which kind of gives you the idea of like, oh, it's probably going to be 17 plus, but yeah, it's very interesting. Um, now let's take, they actually have their website where you can look at use of drugs for all content. Yeah. Okay, interesting. But it doesn't tell you what makes you want to feel, like what, what guarantees that rating for them. So they actually do have listed some games here. Fortnite is T, rated T for teens. Um, of course, Grand Theft Auto 5 is rated M. God of War Ragnarok is also rated M. Uh, oh, Elden Ring is also rated M. Makes sense. Let's take a look. I wonder if you can search. I wonder if you can search high on life. Huh. There's no high on life listing here. I do believe it is M. Yeah, it is M. So if... High on life, that depicts heavy drug usage. Yes, it's cartoony. If that is in the same category as Halo Infinite, I don't believe that that map should have been banned. And I don't believe that user should have been banned on Forge for creating something that had weed paraphernalia on it. I don't think that makes sense. Obviously each game developer is going to be different, but I don't think that was fair. I don't think that was fair. 
Batman Arkham Asylum and Arkham City are rated T, while Arkham Knight is rated M. Interesting. Ex yeah, exactly. High on Life also had a lot more cursing. It had way more explicit language. So I don't know how exactly you get the ratings. Um, I don't know if you have to like specify what's in your game, but I just thought that was very interesting. I saw that earlier this week and I was like, I definitely want to talk about that because it's very strange. Very strange. It has a lot of everything in it, High on Life, which by the way, we're only three hours in. I thought about playing some this week, uh, this weekend, but honestly, I've not been wanting to like sit down and play any story-based games. Um, I, I felt the same about God of War Ragnarok, which I absolutely love. I adore that game, but I've just been kind of taking a step back, just kind of enjoying gaming, you know, on, on the break. So it's really nice. Um, but yeah, for PG-13, you get two F-bombs, right? But we're talking about mature games, which it, it says you can have cursing. <laughs> so Dante's Inferno and Last of Us Part Two were the most recent games to almost achieve the AO rating but most of the retailers won't sell a game like that. That is interesting though, because The Last of Us Part Two, I felt was actually so gory. There were some parts that felt very real in the way that you took you, you took down some enemies. It felt very real and it felt very like, even if you didn't see the gore, it's just the implied like unaliving, the method in which you unalived people was just so explicit. Like the death cries, the animation, not even counting the blood. It can be explicit without blood, you know? It was very, very explicit. <laughs> so I'm actually, I'm, I'm surprised that they were able to get it down to mature. That's right, yeah, you got, you got specific dismemberment. So. The SRB still follows mostly puritanical standards. You can have a lot of violence, but any depictions of sex bumps you up. I see. Interesting. But it still does not help 343's case in why they banned that user for a certain amount of time. It wasn't a complete ban, but they were just banned for, for, for a set amount of time. But it still sucks because, I mean, they made that, they made that map and there was no instructions that you couldn't make stuff like that and it's not like you could use it in the game right it's not like you could smoke weed in the game it was just like a prop that was there so it's very interesting let me see uh what game let's look this up together what games launched with rating ao Manhunt 2, the uncut version, is from Rockstar Games and Take-Two Interactive. Huh. Okay. Oh, in 1993, there's a, there's a game literally just called The Joy of Sex. That's That would get you that rating. <laughs> that, yep. All nude cyber, all nude glamour. Yep, that would definitely get you the rating. Is it just... Is this just, like, literally, like, sex games? Is that what it is? I think that's what it is. Playboy Mansion in 2006 by Groove Media. Playboy the Mansion Private Party. Oh, this was definitely all just, huh. The more you know. Oh, okay. So here's some games that received, but were not, that received the AO rating, but were not published with the AO rating. Outlast 
2 in 2017 was actually labeled AO, but did not launch as AO. Interesting. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas in 2004 was also AO, but did not release AO. That's actually quite funny. Huh. And then 2018, there's a game called Agony. It's on PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo, Sw Nintendo Switch? <laughs> oh, what? Okay. Oh my god, for Outlast 2. The game was edited prior to release to meet the M rating. In 2018, the game's PC version released a patch on Steam that reinstated the cut content. The Australian Classification Board originally refused to give the game a classification, effectively banning it from being released until an edited version was granted an R18 plus classification. What is that? R18 plus. Legally restrictive rating. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, the Outlast games are very gory. And honestly, I the first one, let me talk about Outlast. I really liked Outlast, the original, the first one, but I liked the DLC. The DLC had so much better writing and the story was way more interesting. And the pacing of the, of the DLC was really good. I kind of wish that that had been its own game, but it was really good. I really enjoyed the DLC. I actually enjoyed the story of it. I liked playing through it and I don't like horror games, but that actually had a really good story. And then Outlast 2 came out and I saw the trailer for it. And I actually don't even remember if I played it. I remember playing the uh, beta, but I remember seeing it and I was like, oh, okay. Hmm. Hmm. It was mostly like shock gore content, right? Which a lot of people like, it works, but it's it's not the same as having a game that has a really good story that makes you interested in wanting to actually play, as opposed to just playing to like, oh, here's a scary game, can't wait to get scared. Boom, jump scare. Or just gore everywhere. Um, That is really interesting though. In 2018, the game's PC version released a patch on Steam that reinstated the cut content. So that's a little shady. It's a little shady. Anyways, I am doing an AMA session for today's episode of Snap Aim Podcast. I realize that it is Sunday and it is Christmas. So it's like a nice little special Christmas episode. <laughs> so I'm taking uh, questions if you want to ask me anything, but also we kind of went down a rabbit hole about AO. AO ratings in games. I okay, I want to know what Manhunt 2 is. I've never seen this game. 2007 stealth game by Rockstar Games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Original release date was October 29th, 2007. My goodness. Okay. Oh, you know what? I remember my coworkers talking about this game. That it wasn't the best, but it was entertaining. So, so it also released on the PSP. What? PS2, Wii, it was on the Wii? PC and PSP. Interesting. Okay. 
I'm very surprised that it was on those platforms. IMDB claims that it's definitely one of the most violent games out there. That's so weird. Huh, alright, I definitely missed that era. Besides Titanfall 2, what is my favorite three FPSs of all time? Ooh, good question, Jeffrey. Hmm. Can I can I be a little shit and say Titanfall 1? <laughs> Cause it is! I mean, that's the reason I got into sniping and like gaming on PC. <laughs> you never specified the Titanfall series. You just said just by this besides Titanfall 2. Besides, some people who played Titanfall 2 didn't like Titanfall 1. Vice versa. So I'm definitely gonna say Titanfall 1 was like my favorite game. I honestly enjoyed multiplayer in Titanfall 1 over Titanfall 2. And I know that people are gonna come after me for saying that, which people did. Uh, let's see, other FPS, um, like a multiplayer FPS, right? Multiplayer FPS. Oh, let me think about it. Um, ooh. I gotta look this up, but... Um, Oh, Left 4 Dead is a good answer too. I liked I liked Left 4 Dead, um, but it, it wasn't one of those, I would play when my friends were on, right? It was never one of those things that I would ask people to play just because I, I got very tired of the formula very quickly, but it was really fun. I did enjoy playing it with friends. Um, I am just trying to make sure that I get the actual title correct. That's not the one that I want. I think I liked, um... Was it Black Ops 2? But like the, the I, I played this with my friends and I liked Black Ops 2 for the uh, zombies mode. Let me just make sure that it's the right one. I gotta look up the map. Yeah, <laughs> I remember this. Yeah, it had town, farm, bus depot, as well as three game modes, transit, survival, and grief modes. Yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed that. I thought that was fun. I did play this with my friends. Um, so Black Ops 2, but specifically the zombie modes. Um, I honestly, let me tell I love Black Ops for the zombies mode. I. Vanguard was so disappointing, but I love zombies. Like I have very fond memories of playing with my friends when I didn't have consoles. So I would go over to my friend's house and they would bring their Xboxes, right? And we'd all set up and we would just play zombies. And I remember we got to like level 50 or something. The only reason we stopped, like we could have kept going. The only reason we stopped was because we were so exhausted. We got so exhausted looking at the screen. We were just like, yeah, you want to call it? All right, cool. Yeah, let's. Yeah, okay. So we just stopped, and my friends said that uh, because they were showing off their achievements, that they would get invites um, to to different parties just to grind zombies because they saw that they had uh, you know gotten to a certain level. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I'm sad that I couldn't actually enjoy that on my own consoles, but you know, it's one of those things that happens. Transit is an acquired taste. I I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. I thought it was enjoyable because it was new, right? It was fresh. I liked it. Um, the original Black Ops 
Zombies also is really fun though. I did really enjoy it. I, yeah, so, so that, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of other multiplayer games that I, um, FPSs that I really enjoyed. Ooh, I mean, no, that's like a survival horror. Hmm. Do battle royales count, Jeffrey? Kino Dare Toten? Uh-huh. Yup. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Do you remember the moon one? That was just ridiculous. I did not enjoy it, but it was so funny. <laughs> battle royales count. Um, I'll have to say that the one game. Okay, it's not a battle royale, but Daisy really just kind of pushed me to be the gamer that I am, you know? It's not quite, it's not quite a battle royale, but the the survival game that it was, and it kind of did have, the community made a battle royale mode. And I played that game so much. You can go back and look at my uh, VODs. I wish you could see like, you know, oh, top most played games on Twitch. That'd be really cool, but you know. Um, yeah, you could do so much with Daisy. You could have storylines. I love the community of being able to like come across someone being like, yo, are you friendly? Friendly? Bandit? Friendly? And you know, the fact that some people would literally choose to become bandits, which was like the bad guys. Um, or you could be friendly. And it was so cool. I really enjoyed it. And then after that came PUBG. Uh, then we had H1Z1, which I loved a lot. Um, and then more, and then Battle Royales came out and you were, you were just like, okay, this is gonna be a thing. And I remember that just kind of spiraling into kind of my genre that I really liked to play. So I didn't play Arma 3. I didn't play Arma 3, so that's why I didn't include it. I did not play it. I tried to learn the modding system because I know that's where DayZ came from, but I, let me tell you, I'm a dumbass with mods. I don't know how the fuck to work those things. Um, I know there's like the easy way to mod shit now for PC, but like, I listen, I, I'm, I know I just need to watch like one video on it, but like that's why Cyberpunk is naked for me. I'm playing it vanilla, but also vanilla is really funny because like there's so many different glitches that I can get into and it's really funny. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. I, I totally understand that a lot came from Arma. I just, I just didn't play it, which is why I didn't talk about it. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where I really started with gaming. I just, I poured so much time into DayZ, honestly, but yeah, I think I liked DayZ a lot. But looking back, it definitely had a lot of issues and it still has not made those fixes. But somehow there's still a lot of people playing it, you know? Also in terms of Black Ops Zombies, I just love the ongoing storyline. It is so good. It's so good. I really like it. So cool. The fact that there's like a whole other story and campaign written into it. But the fact that at first it was just kind of Easter egg stuff and then people real and then the developers realize, oh shoot, there's actually a huge audience for this. That was great. That was great. Ah, Fortnite zero build is actually really good too. Yeah, if you're talking about like good battle royales right now, yeah, Fortnite is really good. I, okay, so let's see. In terms of battle rails, if I had to rate them into a certain like position, it's really tough because I'm biased. I like Apex, but I understand that I'm biased. So I have to put that aside. Um, this isn't going by movement. We're going by content. We're going by updates. We're going by everything. I have to say Fortnite is probably at the top, quite honestly. 
Um, it it is just really good. Like Fortnite, you can't the amount of collaborations, the amount of events, the amount of updates they have. The the fact that they're constantly pushing patch notes. It is just incredible. Their team is just on top of it. They have figured out the formula and their battle pass is one of the best with content. Um, I, I still hate the way that you unlock the battle pass things with the stars and stuff, but you cannot like for a free to play game, that is such a good deal of a game to play. And there are so many different modes that is open to the community to create and join. It is incredible. So it definitely has to be number one, even if I don't play it or enjoy it as much as any other game. Um, number two would probably have to be Apex because it, it's it got the best movement. It's got really good gunplay. It's amazing, but it's just not being updated as much as we want it to be. And it's just not as satisfying to play sometimes because you go in and we got the same, I keep reiterating this. We got the same winter express mode for three years in a row. Meanwhile, Fortnite over here has completely changed over their engine that they run on. They've also completely redone. They now have zero build mode. They have so many different modes that constantly come in and out. They have ranked, they have all access to all these other things. You can make custom matches. But yeah, it's, 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 it's a little frustrating being an Apex player currently. Then there's, I mean, in terms of battle royales, there's not a whole lot going on. There's Warzone. Um, so probably Warzone 2.0, yeah. Because there's not a whole lot anymore. So Warzone 2.0, it's good. DMZ saves it. It makes it way more fun, which is great. Also proximity chat definitely saved the game. It is absolutely so funny. I love that game. The community is so funny. Um, it, is, it is really enjoyable to play. And I did not like Warzone, the original. But then once it actually started figuring out what exactly it wanted to be once it figured out its identity, I liked it. Um, but I'm not gonna lie, I liked Blackout over all the war zones. Because <laughs> you could adjust your attachments on the go, all you do is pick it up off the floor, like that system in Apex, and it was great, I liked that. <sighs> I will stand by that. And then I guess for, what is that? That's three. For number four, hmm. What are the battle royals exist right now? I have not played it, but I've watched my friends play it. Probably super people. It's really cool. You get abilities in there as well that you pick up and such, but it's like PUBG, but with abilities and better movement. I will say super people for four. Uh, then for five, probably PUBG. PUBG has managed to exist this entire time. They've, they've now like done K-pop crossovers because it's a Korean company. Pretty good. Um, oh, how could I forget? Wait a minute! Wait a minute! No! At number four! I replaced my answer at number four! It's gonna be Fall Guys! Fall Guys is technically labeled as a battle royale! Number four is Fall Guys! Absolutely! Oh, silly of me, how could I forget? Fall Guys, absolutely! Are you kidding me? You get to be a fat bean? Running around? Pushing other people off? Sliding in some water and getting bananas thrown at you absolutely yeah and fall guys continuously has 
interesting collaborations that maybe bring people back every once in a while. Obviously, it's not a game that you can play all the time, but it is very fun. And you can do custom matches. Apex, let us make custom matches. I was talking about this. Let us make custom matches in at least like arenas where you don't have to worry about a whole lobby of people for a battle royale. Could you imagine doing sub games, 3v3 arenas? That would be so fun. Give that to us, let us have that. That'd be amazing. I know Fortnite can do that. That's why Fortnite's at number one. Oh, I'm so mad. I, I, we have been asking for this. <sighs> I got heated. <laughs> I love Apex. I want it to succeed, but they have just not been able to give us updates that we want. I have not played Super Animal Royale. I have not. It sounds very cute. It sounds Fall Guy-esque. Uh, oh, totally accurate. Battle Simulator is very funny. I actually did play that. It's ridiculous. Don't ever expect to be able to actually ADS, aim, anything. But it is very funny. It is like... It's like the... Uh, what's it called? Um, it's like the Gurren Lagann of Battle Royales, right? It makes fun of its entire genre. But it's actually really fun. <laughs> like, it's actually really good. Gurren Lagann was an anime that started out just making fun of other, like, mech and random just anime stuff. And then they realized, oh, wait, we actually have a really good story going. Let's, like, let's put our whole animusies into this. And they did. And it ended up being an incredible anime series. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, why do I think Apex is struggling? Mm-hmm. Well, Jaywick, I think that it's struggling because they are just not being able to provide us updates like any other game is. I mean, this one season alone, this one season split alone has been so long, which again, of course, yeah, it's because it's the uh, holiday break. Totally get that. Totally understand. That's okay. I want devs to have a break, not crunch. But the thing is, there's just not a lot of updates. Again, three years in a row, we got Holiday Express. That's the one game mode that we got. Um, if they added control as a normal mode, I feel like people would actually play because you don't want to, sometimes you don't want to play a battle royale. Sometimes you don't want to like have to drop loot, go kill, get killed, then go back into the lobby and wait all over again. Sometimes you just want a game where you can just go in, not worry about who you're partnered with and just play for yourself. I don't think a solos mode would help anyone. And the people who constantly say that it would are lying. Because solos mode, it would end much faster. You'd be much more frustrated. And also Respawn said that they had the numbers that it did not work. It would not work for the formula of the game. And I believe them on that. And I don't understand why people don't believe them. It's not good. Like if you play solos, imagine you get downed, you're out. That's so boring. <laughs> It's not like Warzone where you, where you have a chance to come back, right? In solos, it makes it kind of bearable, you know? But not in Apex. This high octane game where you just die immediately? No, absolutely not. It does not work. And they literally had the numbers from when, and observed when people played solos as that limited time mode a while ago. They're like, yeah, this doesn't work for the, the health of the game. I believe them. Apex is inherently a team game. Warzone is not. Warzone is 
an extension of the Call of Duty multiplayer game modes just made into a battle royale and it's so long. You have so many chances to come back in, right? Apex doesn't. It is a very like strategic battle royale. So it doesn't work that way, but still we need something, right? That's why I think control will be great addition. Arenas, they try to push arenas on us so hard, but like people don't like arenas because they just haven't figured out the balance of the guns, uh, the, the, the legends, they just have not figured it out at all. So that's something that they struggle with. And arenas, I know that it kind of is standalone, but people who really like Battle Royale do not want to play arenas. But everyone likes control, which is basically team domination. It's fun. So I feel like that would help. Um, but a Apex is just struggling in terms of being able to provide content. Yeah, sure, at the, you know, I, I was thinking about this. At the, at the beginning of every season, yes, you get this massive like influx of players like, oh my God, it's so, everything's so fresh, new weapon or new character, new map, you know, new changes, blah, blah, blah. And then after two weeks, what? Same thing, right? You're just like, oh, it's the same thing. Okay, kind of bored, but all right. It's my main game, I'll play it. it so it's, it, it's just a cycle, you know? And it sucks. I was thinking about it because I do the update videos at IGN for Apex. And I was like, huh, we really don't do a lot of update videos during the uh, season because there is nothing to report. Even the Halloween event, same one we've had for three years. <sighs> you know what would be really fun? If So do you remember in Destiny when they would do like duos in, in PvP? 2v2. I would love that in Apex. Not like an arena style, but like maybe, maybe like a, a, a what is it? In, in, in Call of Duty gunfight, 2v2, everyone has the same weapons. Your legend abilities don't matter. Same weapons. That would be so cool. 2v2, that would be really fun. Stuff like that. People want a different game mode. People want some variety. Why do you think Fortnite's doing so well? It's because there's literally so much you can do. And even uh, even though we were just talking about how 343 kind of fucked up with, you know, taking down that one map that had a bong in it. <laughs> even 343 Industries is doing really well because they have custom game modes. And you've been able to build custom game modes, just team deathmatch against each other. Oh, man. No, no, no. Here's the thing. It would be intense, right, Jaywick? But here's the thing. They have done it before. Respawn has done... 1v1 arenas before in Titanfall 2. In Titanfall 2, they have made, you literally had to earn a ticket to get into a 1v1 arena. You would face off against another person who had earned a ticket into the arena and you would fight in like the circular area. That would be amazing. Are you kidding me? Just transfer that to fucking Apex. I know I'm not an engineer or a dev and I know that I don't know the intricacies of like bringing things over, but literally they had that in Titanfall or Grand idea, actually support the Titanfall 2 servers. Huh? For how long, for like a year, they've been overrun by hackers? How about you actually support the fucking servers, kick these hackers off who keep DDoSing them, making it unplayable. Like it was so unplayable that the actual community made their own mod to play Titanfall. <laughs> and I understand that Titanfall is not your moneymaker right now, right? 
and that I, I understand that there have been so many people asking for Titanfall 3, Titanfall 3. But like, honestly, if you just made Titanfall 2's multiplayer service workable, I guarantee you people would love to play it. I mean, we had, we had like literal weekends where people on Reddit were like, hey, this day we're gonna play a bunch of this. We're gonna play this game mode, let's, let's jump in. And guess what, people actually played because the community supporting Respawn's FPS games have only grown since Apex. Ugh. I get very heated because they have not once addressed the issues about the Titanfall servers. I, okay, I, that, that's, that's exaggeration. They have definitely addressed it, but they haven't done anything about it, right? And that is a team deathmatch mode. Like, I would love that. Are you kidding me? That is a team fight mode. I love to play, like, capture the flag, domination, team deathmatch. It's just fun. You don't get that kind of movement in anything else. It's not the same in Call of Duty. Shipment is fun, sure, but there's like not that movement. There's no Titans. And there's Gundam Evolution, but it's not the same. <sighs> Either support the servers, fix the servers, or just bring it to Apex. Titanfall 2 has been on sale for like $5 for forever. Honestly, just bring it over to Apex. Again, I am not a developer. I do not know code. I know that it is not easy to bring shit over, right? But like, maybe if you made the Titanfall, uh, Titanfall multiplayer free, maybe people would buy the actual game to play the campaign because the campaign is not very long. Drop the price on the campaign make multiplayer free to play like call of duty just free to play weekends right and then maybe people might buy it and like actually play it just sucks that they just completely forgot about Titanfall 2 it's still a live game and it sucks people can't play multiplayer because it's constantly getting ddosed it's awful <sighs> do you know the amount of times i wish i could just play titanfall 2 multiplayer i th there used to be a time where i could just do it and it was great at five out to music people that i met in titanfall 1 would come over and be like oh my god yes this game and then we play it was amazing and it sucks because it's just not like an option anymore so yeah it sucks make it free to play Ugh. frustrated but yeah to, to answer your question jaywick i feel like apex is just dwindling in interest because there is nothing to hold people's interest i say this and i still play it because i like it it's one of the better battle royales out there like fortnite doesn't really click with me all the time so i play apex because apex's gunplay and movement is just unmatched so i play it i still support it i just want more I hope everyone's having a great holidays, though. <laughs> After that rant, hope y'all are doing well, though. <laughs> I just get so heated about that because it is such a good game and it is just getting buried. It is awful. Like, I, I hate to see it. I, I will try to log into... You know what? How about I try to load up a game and see if it works, okay? It might. There's some days where it works, yeah? But most people have gone over to the North Star mod, which is the community-built mod that allows players to play. 
So, yeah. It is wild. Like, it is actually incredibly wild that they have not fixed it. I, I'm sure that they have actually addressed it, but they just have not fixed it, so. Is it still downloaded? <gasps> it is. It is downloaded. Yeah, we'll see if it's... We'll see if we can uh, load in. Man. <sighs> I don't even want Titanfall 3. I just went working Titanfall 2 first. But if a Titanfall 3 comes out, yeah, sure, okay, I'm glad. I'm good. <laughs> oh, so frustrated. Anyways, that ended up being like a huge rant on Respawn. They're doing great. I'm so proud of them for coming all this way, right? I'm very proud of them. And we've got Jedi Survivor coming out, which is going to be great. But it's not the same, you know? It's not the same thing that we're asking for. So... Oh, EA. That's right. Battlefield. You know, Battlefield did get better, though. It's one of those things where... Here's the thing. I have noticed that every Battlefield game always does better after launch. Battlefield, post-launch. Good game. Good game. But at launch, meh. <laughs> that's why I gave it a seven. It's eh, it's okay. It's playable. It's, it's a, eh. But it's like, you know, after launch, that's when the content really comes out. That's when all the fixes come out. That's when they realize, okay, we got to build the game like this. So. Yeah. It's one of those, it's one of those things. Exactly, Desert. They're like wine. Mm-hmm. They're like wine, exactly. Yeah, 2042, that's what I mean. That's why I gave it a seven for IGN. It wasn't bad. The game modes are playable. They were very like full of bugs and it wasn't great. I had so many bugs, but uh, the their, their uh, what is it? Hazard zone mode was really cool. Again, it's kind of like how I feel about um, Warzone and DMZ, right? Really good, packaged together. Great, I would love to play that. But the thing is, it only got a seven because I was like, it's not that great. It's good. A seven for IGN is good. It's just, meh. Like if you got it as a food, you'd keep eating it, right? Like slightly disappointed, but like, okay, yeah, it's sustenance. Uninspired, exactly. So people were really upset that I got, that I gave it a seven. I was like, I mean, I don't know. I explain why it didn't get a six and it's because of Hazard Zone or whatever it's called, the their escape from Tarkov mode. But yeah, people just see seven, they're like, oh, everything's giving a seven. They think that's the safe answer. It's not. Like a safe answer is like eight or nine, you know? But that's like if you're stuck on like, was it good? Mm. Meh, meh. You're just like, I think it was good. But like, if I have to say I think, then I'm gonna give it an eight, you know? I gave Apex a nine, cause I genuinely felt it was good, but I also had a lot of issues with it. Um, I gave Apex Mobile an eight. So, you know. <sighs> yeah, my biggest pet peeve is when I get the comments that are like, 
oh, I guess IGN didn't get their paycheck, but yay. And I'm like, I, it's so weird because here's, okay, I'm going on another rant, you know? Okay, here's the thing. Big publications like IGN, Kotaku, uh, 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 Gamer, whatever other network, GameSpot, GameStop, Game, I don't know, whatever else. All, you know, they have to disclose when they get sponsorships and they make it very clear that we have sponsorships and we never have someone who is involved in a sponsorship with that company on the review. You know why? Because it makes it look like our integrity is bad. It makes it look like the review has been compromised. But you know who doesn't do that? Your favorite YouTubers. Your favorite YouTubers who literally have to get sponsorships to make a living because ads don't pay for everything. When they get gifted a game, what do you think they're gonna do? Do you think they're gonna give it a bad score because they got gifted the game? Some might, some might, but the other, others may not because they want another opportunity with that company. I've been guilty of that as like when I was a content creator and not with IGN. I was like, oh my God, I got a free code. I have to be able to, I have to be positive, right? You don't wanna get blacklisted from that company because you're a creator, right? You want to be able to get more codes in the future. You want to get that early access. You want to stay on their nice list. Granted, yes, everyone has to disclose when they are sponsored or when it is an ad. But a lot of people seem to fucking forget that because, again, with IGN, they see the three letters. They never associate the reviews with one person that the name is actually under. That the review, the author, they never look at that. They just say it by IGN. Oh God, this conglomerate said this. And it's like, no, you realize it's one person with their own opinion who has given us this, their own score, right? <laughs> and people forget that YouTubers also get sponsored and their sponsored stuff. It's like, you know, this is why I'm very picky about the things that I choose to do videos for and, and get sponsored by all of my sponsors. I have vetted and I have tried all their shit and I looked into their practices. I support them and I actually like them because I can't vouch for shit that I don't know and I don't like. So it's a lot of YouTubers do things. A lot of YouTubers and other content creators do things to get that bag, right? And that's okay. Totally fine. Do your thing. And even when they are transparent about it, their audience still sees that it's that one person that they know and love attesting to certain products and they go, they're like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's just the best thing. Yeah, I agree with you. But because when IGN does reviews, they see the three letters, the company, they never associate it with a person. Which again, maybe that's part of like IGN's issue. Maybe we need to like be able to actually identify people at the company, right? Who do these things, which is why I'm trying to like do more and more live streams and stuff to become more like, hey, this is me. And these are my reviews that I do because I am like the FPS person here. So a lot of people do like, it's it was actually very nice. Um, I, I posted the uh, raid gameplay from Call of Duty and some people were shitting on it, but uh, one guy was like, oh, that's Stella Chunk. She does all the FPS stuff. She's really good. I don't know why you're hating. And I was like, this is all we need. Like, this is great because you recognize me as a person, right? 
Same with like the YouTubers and streamers. You recognize them as that person when you see their username. But because again, IGN's a company, they associate it with just the company. And like, yeah, of course, IGN is like not faultless. We've had some shitty reviews. We had that, you know, guy who completely copied someone else's review. I was not there at the time, but they were immediately fired. So it's like, I don't know. People just seem to hold on to that because of the three letters and it sucks. And it's like, if you think that we're getting paid for reviews, maybe you should look at your YouTubers and see if they're actually getting paid for their reviews. Because they might be. And you might just be looking past that because you like them. Nothing wrong with that. Just don't be hypocritical. <laughs> That's my rant on that. Oh, game trailers. I remember watching this stuff. I think they're still around, are they not? Maybe it's like someone else doing it. <sighs> G4 TV was fun. They are around. Okay, great. So I was right in what I saw on YouTube, but yeah. There might be a limit to the value that someone will give their own respect on the view of a product and Charles that their operations what i page i can't i don't understand that i don't know if i'm reading it wrong but i cannot understand what you just said yeah carl it's very easy for people to blame a big company because again you don't know everyone at the company and our team is actually very small um but people don't know that because you know we release so much content daily right and so it's like, yeah, of course, I get it. I understand why people think that it's just this big company. Cause like IGN is also like one of the biggest companies that has been around in gaming so for so long, right? And I, I understand it. I just don't understand the people who aren't open to the fact that their streamers, their favorite content creators get paid to talk about the games in a good way, you know? I've definitely got some sponsorship opportunities where they're like, hey, uh, don't say anything bad about the game. Try to be nice. You are given guidelines. When it's not a pure, just straightforward review that has no strings attached, they have guidelines. People also just don't forget reviews are written by one person. It is not written by a group of people because, oh my God, imagine. Oh my God, imagine. First of all, the writing process already takes so long. Imagine. I, mm -mm, mm -mm. And you know that they'll turn into like a group project where one person actually writes it all. <laughs> uh uh. God. No. Also, fuck those group projects. I always put in so much work. Fuck those group projects. <laughs> I know, right? I'm getting, I'm getting like war flashbacks right now. Oh my god. Oh god. I, I remember. I remember so many. Specifically, like history and yeah. Anyways. Ah. Oh. I, I was not there for that J-Wake, but that's really funny. Also, the way that we pick reviews at IGN is like, 
whoever has the most expertise or time in that sort of franchise or that sort of game like category that's who they choose for it so for me because i play a lot of fps games they gave me all the fps stuff unless like for call of duty multiplayer early this this year um someone else has been doing it for a while then they just get it right and that's fine i'm okay with that would i ever review something you can't stand behind like what what, what do you mean yeah that means i could just shit on it like, if it's a game that I think is really bad, I will shit on it. That's me being honest. Let's take into example, right? Let's take into example. Um, the new Harry Potter game that's coming out, right? Fucking hate JK Rowling. She's a turf and she can eat dirt, right? But if I was given the opportunity to, to review her game, I would exclude my hate for her and I would actually review it as the product, right? Because I am a professional and I understand the difference between product, the thing that I am being told to review versus the whole thing. It's my job to be a professional. Like, yeah, I can separate it. So that's, that's like an instance, right? A product I don't like, but giving it a good review. Why would I do that? Why would I ever do that? No. Again, every single thing that I have ever pushed on my channel, like that I've done a sponsorship with, I have liked. The HyperX mic, genuinely love it. I use it all the time for my cooking streams. I let Joel use it when he was here visiting, right? I vet this shit. I use it. And I have given critical feedback before. It's like, you are allowed to give critical feedback. A lot of creators are like afraid to give shit like negative feedback and that's okay because how else are they gonna get better? I literally, uh, I, I, so I did the razor review of the new um, clothing line, like athleisure wear clothing line. Also, thank you, Jin, for the $10. Thank you so much, <laughs> appreciate you. Um, but I did a review of that and I gave my honest feedback. It was okay. The sports bra was actually great. I loved it. I got this for free, right? They didn't expect anything from it, but I, I did a review on it because I felt like, oh, this is my content that I choose to make from it. So I decided to make a review. It's great. Uh, the bag kind of fell apart and I was honest about it. It's all right. Do you like wearing gamer logos? This is good. Um, let's see, what else? Like the advanced GG stuff. They have CBD products. Do you know how hard that is to get, like, in the U.S.? Fucking yeah, it's great. I love it. Are you kidding me? Just for that alone. So I vet my shit. I would never give a good review to a product that I didn't believe in. Like, why would I do that? That is a waste of my time. That is a waste of all everyone's time here. I, I would be a liar. Why would I lie to y'all? I don't know. It's a waste of my time and energy. If I don't like a product, I will shit on it. <laughs> like I've been honest about not liking razor shit, right? I was gifted this, I was gifted this. Trying it out, taking videos, writing down notes about how I feel about it because I have not liked razor or peripherals in a really, really long time. And I've been very honest about this. My friends say that it's gotten better, so I'm giving it a chance. 
This is actually like it's this four hours until I felt like my eyeglasses were pushing into my head because of the headset. And I was like, oh, you know what? That's actually pretty decent time compared to um compared to these. My HyperX ones, these press into my ears immediately and hurt. This, the cloud foam shit that they talk about, I'm like, ah, shit, I, okay, I feel it. <laughs> That's great. I give it time before I actually give my opinion on shit, right? Unless it's something immediate. Like that one fucking Steam game that we played. Do you, chat, I don't know if you remember that. We played that one Steam game. I immediately was like, uh-uh, no. The one time that I've gotten a, a refund on Steam, the one time... Um, is that clothing line the one that you used for the She-Hulk photo shoot? No, that's like her actual suit. There, it's on my YouTube page if you look up my Razor review. Um, and then also, let's see. The Hyperscape IGN review that I, I gave it a five out of 10. I was professionally brutal in that because it was not good. Did I want to have a continued, like, professional and good relationship with Ubisoft? Of course. But did I want to lie to them? No. It was a shit game. And I said what I said. And if you can't hold a professional relationship with me just because I said something negative about your game, I don't think I want to be connected with you. If you can't take feedback about your game, that could potentially make it a little bit better, whether it's my opinion or not. I don't think I want to be associated with you. <laughs> that means that you're not going to succeed. It's just my opinion, all right? If you never listen to your community, nothing good will ever come out of whatever update you have because you are not listening to the people who actively want to see you succeed. So that is my opinion. Yes, it had potential, and I said that. I specifically pointed out the things that I felt were wrong with it. I was like, hey, this doesn't feel good about the game. The gunplay doesn't feel right. The balancing feels weird. A lot of people were like, oh, you just don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. As soon as they played it, because I had early access, as soon as they played it, they come t crawling back. They're like, yeah, okay, I, I see the issues. We're talking about my review for Hyperscape from Ubisoft, the battle royale that almost was. I said there were a lot of great ideas, a lot of, I even gave it some, here's the thing, even when we shit on a game or something in a review, right? You still find the positives. Because again, it's about giving feedback. It is not just about shitting on something. It is about giving feedback, right? Like this is what worked, this is what not worked. Here's why it worked, here's why it didn't work. Which is why the writing process takes so long because you want to be able to fully explain why something did work for you and you want to go into detail about it. This is why I encourage people to read my reviews in depth, the, the written ones, because the video, we have to cut it down so it's not like 30 minutes long, which I would honestly per personally love if they were because then pe people don't fucking go to read it. I'm sorry, but a lot of people don't go to read it. I, I wish, I wish they did, but I know a lot of people just watch the video and they're like, oh, this wasn't explained, this. Yeah, because it is condensed. And I always specify it is a condensed version in the video. If you read it, I give you the how, what, when, where, how, why, whatever else, you know?
So it's I, I just encourage people to read in general. <laughs> just read. In a TikTok world, we have forgotten how to read. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not saying that the videos are bad. I'm just saying that in in terms like in terms of getting the full review, the full reasoning as to why that review is given that score, definitely read it because we can we heavily condense it. Um, it goes from like a five-page review to a two-page script. To give you a little bit of an example into like my last review, it is heavily condensed. It does not go into as much detail as I would love it to. I know that videos are more digestible, which is why we shorten it. Um, and it's supposed to be a paired watch read piece, but yeah. Again, we live in a TikTok world. People don't want to read. Although it's weird, I find myself watching, like when I scroll, I find myself like wanting to just read the subtitles in the video. Sometimes I don't have the sound on. It's really funny. It's just easier to consume it, you know? It's just easier to consume it. Anyways, this episode did kind of go on. I went on a lot of rants. I don't know what the title is, so um, I'm going to ask my chat to help me come up with the title for this episode. But thank you so much for joining me for this Christmas episode. And I'll see you in the next episode with normal FPS news. <laughs>